Okay, let's do it. All right, here we go. It is time for another edition of the We Will Fix It Essential Maintenance Podcast. You like that? I've, I've added to it. I'm liking it. Colin Thomas is here. We're at the Rolf Hotel downtown Dubai. We are going to talk water this week. And it's, it's just fortuitous that you've had an incident with someone who called you in desperation. You've got you've got the videos. You went and sorted. You personally went and sorted them. Don't get any ideas, Dubai. <laughs> I'm retired-ish. I had an incident, so I, I thought, you know what? Let's talk water and pumps, tubes, pipes, seals, faucets, the whole gambit because these things affect everyone. I thought this is going to be a great way to start the day. So here we go. It's time for the We Will Fix It Essential Maintenance Podcast with Colin Thomas. <laughs> that's, that's how we start. I like it. <laughs> I'm even more happy that we're actually inside right. the Rove Podcast <laughs> Studio. <laughs> so, so, so the story is, of course, we, we arrive here at, at a, a crazy morning hour and the gentleman who makes sure this thing's all up and running and working, uh, I got here before he did. I think he's caught in the crazy Dubai traffic I think of today. So too. You, you just never know. I mean, it's yeah, so we're coming to you from Dubai. You're listening to us around the world. Thank you very much, Joey Woo Woo and Co. Joey Woo Woo, <laughs> also known AKA Joey Chernobyl, but that's a whole other story. So that sounds like a huge, <laughs> huge story. <laughs> but uh, no, we got here, and I, I weird weather. So globally, yeah. my son texted me this morning. He says, yeah, I went to bed. It was supposed to be a perfectly clear day. Beautiful in the morning. He gets up, it's raining. And he's going, what? That wasn't even in the forecast. And then I woke up this morning, like you and I, we both yeah. walk our pets. Yes. And it was a humid one in Murdiff. I don't know what it was like in the ranches. It wasn't as bad uh, okay. this morning as it was last night. Last oh. night was awful. Mm. And I went out, oh, I mentioned we'd had a, a, a few um, sherbets for Dylan's birthday. Uh-huh. So I went out at about, 8.45 last night, I think, yeah. which is late for me. Yeah. Um, and it was awful. Really, really bad. As bad as it's been really? in a long, long time. Yeah, okay. I was literally dripping by the time we wow. got home. For, for, me, for me, that was this morning. It was yeah, just interesting. brutal. Yeah. So anyway, I'm, I'm happy that, that time of year. Yeah, it's, it's the cycles, right? It's yeah. the cycles. Yeah, absolutely. We want to talk water. That's where we're going today. I'm glad we're talking water because in my little nerdy world... <laughs> Of, um, of maintenance. Actually, water and plumbing is my favourite bit. Really? Yeah, it really is. And um, because it just, it's uh, co- the concept of flow I really like, which can either be electric or water yeah. really as, as, a, as a concept. But uh, more than that, um, it requires some really deep thought, yeah. I find, because a lot of it is often underground. Yeah, yeah. So you're trying to physically piece all the information that you've got together to come up with something that's that's logical um, and to fix it. And there's nothing worse than digging up somebody's driveway yeah, to yeah. then go, actually, the problem's not here. <laughs> Can you imagine that moment? Oh, yes. That's a bit scary. Yeah. So um, it, it's one of those where you've just got to join a lot of dots together. And a lot of it is experience, which is mm, odd. Mm. So you, you, the number of times that I've, I've turned up over the years to properties and you've gone, okay, if you looked at this for a minute and a half, you'd have done what you've actually done. <laughs> if you'd have just spent five minutes staring at this. Yeah. And this is something that I used to talk quite a lot to our technicians about, which is don't just jump in with plumbing. Look at it. Yeah. See if you can... You, it's almost like a, a sixth sense that you have with these kind of things, which is what initially looks like the issue is you know, probably 50% of the time is not actually the core cause. 
So you really need to work on on more and more of the elements to to really come with, a, with the right solution. I want to jump in on on the first one, which yes. is we live in an environment where we've got bidets in our homes. Yeah. We've got a lot of, of hoses that are, are running from things. So we've got the bidets, we've got you know, bum showers is what some people yeah. call them, but they're, they're, they're literally like a little hand shower on the side of the toilet to, you know, if you're using the bidet, you use it. Yes. And these Don't things. they call it douching? Douching. I, I never I, got I, the hang of it. I suppose they do. I but, suppose um, they do call it that. I think that's what it was officially turned yeah. up. Hmm. And these things are all hooked into the main water line of your home and they run under pressure. Well, that's the difference here compared to around the, um, the majority of the rest of the world. Certainly in the UK, um, you've got a mains pressure, which is higher than it is here, because uh-huh. here you run about half to one bar. Um, but at the same time, there is no pump. Right. And your pump is running at about four and a half, maybe even five bar, that kind of area when it's running. And obviously at static pressure, it's normally around three bar. That's enough to create a fountain at right. any point wherever yeah. you are. And as a result, that has real implications. Yeah. So the main implications are that if you have any part of your plumbing system that is not at 100%, just starting to weaken off. And where, and where does it typically start to weaken off? Oh, see, there isn't a typical, which is the odd thing. So you you do have the standard weakness areas, which is water heaters is the obvious one. Uh, And that's the one that everybody that's been in Dubai for a couple of years has definitely replaced at least one, if not more. They last between three and five years. And they have two locations that they rust from, which is either at the end end, uh, seal, the weld seal, or alternatively around the hot water uh, connection. That's the standard thing. Anytime, and I always say, because you can, hot water, Water tanks. In fact, my mother had a brand new hot water tank in Canada. It went. So this is, which is really odd because it was pretty new, but it was warranted. But this is an issue that we get here as well because we've got room-specific hot water tanks, which is very European, I, sus- I suspect. Or- well, it's not in the UK. No, no not at no. all. In the UK, you have one big lagged copper okay. um, tank. Is standard. And that's kind of what we have in Canada. We yeah. have a big big tank i wouldn't say it's copper but it's usually glass line kind of thing but it's a giant tank down in the basement and away you go yeah no ours are always copper Ah, okay and still are um and then insulated as well so they would be uh, so maybe it's italy because a lot of these things come from italy france is as well okay thinking about it and and yes you're right about italy which is where um all these things seem to come from there (laughs) well the odd thing is so ariston who are the main supplier here have two versions they've got the one that comes from italy and the one that comes from china Ah. Okay, the one from Italy obviously is about forty percent more um, more expensive. There's no difference in longevity. We've <laughs> tested it nothing. a lot. Doesn't matter. No, it makes absolutely no difference. <laughs> and we've had before now uh, customers going, "No, no, I want the Italian yeah. one." Okay. No problem. You can have the Italian one, um, and but uh, you know we offer the same warranty on both. Right, what? Yeah. You offer the same warranty on both? Yeah, because they're both going to last you between three and five years. It doesn't make any difference. But the thing is here, because they are by room, right. so for a decent sized villa, you may well have seven of these yeah. things. Yeah, for sure. So as a result, they're made at a price point to make it economic, uh-huh. which means that they're mild steel yeah. with a glass lining. And the mm-hmm. glass lining isn't all that great because, you know, they, they're, they're coming at a price point which is why they fail. You can get stainless steel versions, um, but they are like a factor of seven, I think the difference in price. Mm. So it just doesn't make sense for a lot of people to have seven of those at a factor of seven. Yeah. You're, um, you're in quite a, quite 
a, a large price point. Then. Lift up your roof tiles, take a look. If you see anything that looks like rust on a seam, yes. that thing's done. Yeah, false ceilings. <laughs> if you, yeah, exactly. If That's you, it, James. <laughs> if you see any signs whatsoever of rust on the outside of a water heater, it is done. Get rid of it now. Don't pass go. Yeah. You know the other place, and this this goes back to the douche. This goes back to the bidet. This goes back to all these these uh, high pressure hoses that go to our toilets and our sinks and all that. When you open up and you're and we're gonna we're gonna circle back here. But when you open up and you look at your hot water heater, not only you're looking around it to see do I have any rust, do I have any apparent water you know drippage, but also the hoses are a place. Yeah, that can go, and that seems to be around the house. Yes. Generally speaking, here's a classic. <laughs> there are three different quality levels that we as suppliers can take for um, the hoses, and these are the connection hoses between. Well, actually, a lot of things, but anyway, we'll talk about water heaters. So the water heater to the main pipe. Okay, so there's three different qualities of this. There is only one quality I'm going to touch. Uh-huh. Now, even our quality, which is the best quality going, there are fakes out there. Oh, no. Yeah, I know, but they're even, they even have the, uh, what's those, um, the quality marks that- Oh, um, sure, the- The what, the, the, um, uh, the ones that are kind of refl- holograms. The holograms, there we go. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> They've even hologrammed them now. Really? Yeah, and it's got to the stage where we were happy buying from the market for years, and then we got a Duff Batch. And I was suddenly like, oh my Lord. So we then had to trace through all of those jobs that we'd done, send yeah. people back. Really? Yes. And now we literally are buying direct. And it used to be fine in the market, but now we buy direct from the importer. Wow. Just to make sure that we've got um, everything's okay. What's the price difference between the lowest model and the highest model? Factor of three. Okay. And a customer is not going to ever know that yeah. or appreciate that. Yeah. Until that moment when it fails, which yep. is where the issue lies. And where do they tend to fail? Uh, actually, right on the joint. Yeah. Um, so just behind the crimp <laughs> exactly. is the normal location. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the issue, the issue with this is, if you imagine, we have exactly the same on toilet hoses as well. Yeah, yeah. And the number of arguments that I've had with both customers and our own purchasing department, which is, we only fit grow hair. Okay. I'm not fitting anything else. If you like the look of another one, off your trot. I am not fitting anything other than grow hair. And why? Because they just don't fail. Or right. when they do fail, it's normally a progressive failure. Yeah. You know, eight, nine years. In fact, that's not true. I've had one that's failed in um, since 2008. Okay, there you go. spectacular. Yeah, in one terms of the ones that we fitted. Yeah. Now, as a result, if I fit something else at high pressure at five bar, if that fails and it's within a year, I'm liable. Yeah. So on that basis, if I flooded somebody's apartment, and if you imagine, imagine this is the nightmare. Imagine an apartment block where you have uh, one or two people living above or below each other who are both out of the country at the same time. Oh. You can be on for, let's say, three apartments there. Yeah. Which is just horrific to think about. Yeah. And of course, we are insured, but it's still just a, an absolute cluster in that scenario. Tell me about the story. And we just, you were, you were playing some video, but yeah. I, let's, this was before we came on and started doing this. You were, you are showing me some video of yeah. a situation. This is a pretty common situation. This is one Dan had. This is a situation I had. Yep. Dan was home. I was home. Yes. But these people weren't home. Now, the one that I showed you looks horrific. I mean, when I showed yeah. you, you were, you were quite aghast, weren't you? Yeah. Um, I see that probably every couple of months. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, so, so what let, we give were us showing, the background. Give us the background of what's going on because this is a classic hose failure. Yeah. So this was a um, a uh, 
he wasn't actually even a customer. He was in the Springs, this gentleman, and through one reason or another, he's had to stay in the UK now for probably about three or four months. All right. He got told by a neighbour who was checking in on the property, you've had a horrific water failure here. And um, on Friday morning, he sent me a message. He's one of the, the British dads uh, yeah, yeah. that we talk about a lot. Okay. He sent me a, um, um, a message to say, right, now what am I going to do? Um, type of scenario. And what the video showed was, first, the first video that I received was of a living room in the springs with water coming through um, the ceiling, but actually not the main slab locations. It was coming through the ducts. So what that initially tells me, if it's coming through the ducts, I know that the issue is unlikely to be related to the downstairs because... Which is a good thing. Uh, actually, no, I oh, would have no. preferred it okay. to be downstairs <laughs> um, because then you, you've literally oh, got a, yeah. sing, a single isolation point okay. to be able to work with. Um, as it turns out, so from that video, I'm suddenly thinking, okay, what, what happened upstairs? And where's it coming? Where's it coming through? Solid slab um, on the uh, the floor there. So therefore, I know for a fact that it is, the main area is is all right, yeah. but we've got something else that's going on. So it's come through the riser that's, that's of the property. Then the next video was uh, of the bathroom upstairs. And what had happened was a simple hose failure. Yeah. So the hose, oh, sorry, the, the hose itself was okay, but the physical sprayer on the end, right, um, the bum gum uh, gun sprayer, um, had failed. And that was it. So that, and that's, that. that's probably, you know, if you go the cheapest route for those things, you're looking at five durhams, you know, yeah. a couple dollars, yeah. quid. If you, you go a little bit higher in the price and get something a little bit better. Oh, so 70. Uh, there you go. 70 dirhams. And it sounds expensive when you've got an option for five, doesn't it? It does. When you're making your purchase decision, there's a reason. <laughs> yeah. If you're not home and that thing fails, yep. you're gone for. But the interesting thing, the really sad <laughs> thing actually for this guy was he turned all the other ones off. Oh, no. No, he'd missed this bathroom, which oh. is just devastating for him. Okay, so then let's talk about the fallout from that. Yeah. So, so, this, actually, so this was second floor, the washroom, that little sprayer thing exactly. has broken, and it is just water is leaking out of it. Enough that there was, when the, with the video, when the person who went and walked around, yes. it, it was over her feet if she got in there because yes. you had the sill in the washroom. Yep. And of course it had risen above the sill and now it was flowing down into the downstairs floor where it was hardwood, which is done for, yeah. and the ceiling done for. And yep. we're talking thousands in repairs. Tens, tens yeah. of thousands to repair it. Plus the mold. Well, there's the interesting thing. So he oh. was, we were talking quite a lot about the mold. So and let's start off with with um, my my role in this. Yeah. So normally, I, I um, uh, we have to. If you imagine the number of people that reach out, mm. uh, it's quite dramatic for me in terms of what I receive on a regular basis. And you know what? We just can't make exceptions on a regular basis. Yeah. And the simple reason is we have annual customers that pay us to be there twenty four seven three six five. And they have paid for that privilege. Yeah. So as a result, everybody else works on the ad hoc model, which is when you need us, you call us. Well, that comes with the downside. Mm. And the downside is if it is out of hours, or alternatively, if we are book solid, then we're not able to come in that way. Right. So it's a different service that, that we offer with We Will Fix It compared to Essential Maintenance, which is there um, to solve everybody's needs and, and in an emergency environment. So in that situation, actually, I needed to go to the springs anyway. And um, 
I was uh, I, I was slightly out of practice. I hadn't done one of these in a while, so I thought, you know what, it'll be good for my own skills, just to uh, to get brushed up and to carry on with it. So I decided I would just head off myself um, at the same time, not in any we will fix it garb and not charging him in any shape or form. Um, just and, doing a courtesy. Yeah, just doing a courtesy. And so uh, off I went, and I actually didn't even need to go inside the property. I could isolate everything from outside, mm. um, and I always multi-isolate, yeah. which is there's various different ways that you could do it in that situation. You could just turn off the uh, the Dewa valve, but again, he may well have a tank that's underground. That's his water company, the main feed. Yes, exactly. Um, or alternatively, the normal way would be just to depower the pump, take the electric off the right. pump itself. Well, yeah, that might work, but if he had a leak in the Dewa system, or alternatively, he had switched to the Dewa system, that would still happen as well. Yeah. So instead, what I did was I did everything. So um, <laughs> I isolated the Dewa supply to the house. There was nobody living there so that wasn't a problem. Uh, I then um, equally turned physically off the electrics on the pump and then I isolated the output from the pump. Right. So that way, in fact, it's a triple a triple yeah. isolation. You noticed some interesting things in that process. One, that there was some valves that were not necessarily ideal for that situation. And two, that those some of those valves hadn't been turned in quite a while so they they were sticky they were hard they, they yeah. the valves probably need to be inspected themselves at this point hey this is another point that we've um, that we've missed off which is the unique environment in the uae our water is desalinated right and the quality of our water is excellent mm. which is something i didn't realize yeah, yeah. Um, but it really is if you look at world standards we're right up there oh, in terms yeah. of the quality of our water yeah absolutely but the salt levels that are in it mean that it does corrode and it corrodes more uh, frequently than or quicker rather than in many other parts of the world. Mm. How this affects gate valves. Now, a gate well, valve... There's, and there's the other piece with the gate valves. Yep. Our water for a part of the year is is hitting 50 red, degrees. Yes, exactly. It's so, red hot. And when you look at a lot of these valves and meters and things operating at that hot water level yes. over an extended period of time helps to diminish their lifespan. Yeah. When you get to know uh, kind of quite a lot about plumbing and in the early <laughs> years, because we, we were kind of lacking actually in plumbers, it's the most difficult um, role to recruit for. Um, my knowledge went through the roof because mm. it had to. <laughs> no other reason really. But what we, we, we worked out was that the, the gate valves, and these are the valves with the red um, handle on the top right. that you turn round and round and round. Actually, it's, it's normally about six turns, six full turns to from fully open to fully closed. 95% of the gate valves that are used in Dubai are designed for non-pressurized systems. Wow. And they're working on pressurized ah, systems. So you're already setting yourself up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no, no, it gets worse. <laughs> the, the majority of those gate valves, because they've been cost reduced, actually have a steel central shaft ah. that is then mixing with the water that we've got uh, running through, which has a heat and secondly, a relatively high salt level. And the word rust comes to there one's mind. There we go. Okay, so therefore it's rusty. That is what is creating that initial really tough, and literally it's all of my force to get this uh, this valve going. Yeah. And obviously over the years you learn what the brake force is and try and get it exactly on yeah. the limit so yeah. that you're not yeah. going to break it. But you might break it in the process, but there's no way around it. So that's um, and then the. So if other, you break it, what do you do? Then you got to replace the yeah, whole thing. Replace it. It's got to oh, uh, cut it out, put a new one in, and away you go. And what do you typically? Are you replacing it with something that's still using that steel component? 
Or we don't. Okay. We, I mean, we got rid of that years ago from yeah. from the knowledge that we uh, we gained back in probably two thousand and nine. Now, and what are you putting in instead? I'm putting in a a top quality. It's another, it's another gate valve, but it's from a different manufacturer uh-huh. that very few people use here. I think I'm his biggest customer. <laughs> Um, and that will take 25 bar, and they're operating wow. at five generally okay. on the whole. Um, and as well as that, it's solid brass all the okay. way through. There we so go. all of it. So that's as good as you can so get. So salt corrosion doesn't it really happen with the brass? No, it, it still does. It still does, but it's not uh, terminal. Okay. And it will last longer before it locks. And when it does lock, you can put as much force okay. into it as you want. When it locks, it locks. It no, yeah. no, you'll get it back oh, in effect. Oh, really? Okay. So, and you won't damage it in the process. Oh, nice. So you can literally, if you need to put um, any kind of lever mechanism on it, you can. Okay. Um, so that's why we really like them. And so again, um, there's a, a, you know, when someone's looking at these things, yeah. they might be tempted to go, oh, I'm going to go for the bargain because, you know, I'm going to save a little bit. No, this is, see, with this situation, it's, they're not going to know any better. Right. And that's the, th- that's the thing that really gets through to me about, um, about maintenance here in Dubai, which is you're not going to get a, a maintenance company that's going to say to you, you know what, the reason our, our prices are higher is because we use the components that nobody else uses, which yeah. means that further down the line, you're not going to have a, nobody's actually interested. Right. Instead, what our job is as a company is to protect our customers um, from the worst cases that we possibly can. Mm, mm. Now, we just have to accept the fact that other people are going to go, ah, we can do it cheaper than these (laughs) guys. And nobody is going to question why. Right. And why would they? It's not not the kind of thing that you would have enough knowledge about to know to question. So we just kind of accept that from that side of things. But then the other bodge that we had in that video, uh, which you spotted, total respect to you, um, James, was um, that they'd used on the output from the pump, they'd used a plastic swimming pool lever valve. Right. um, Which is... (laughs) I was looking at that going, I I mean, my first thought was, are they using this pump also to run their swimming pool? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah we, we, you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> but um, it's it's just all it is is plastic components. Yeah. And um, I get the thinking though, like I get how someone who was putting that in would put a swimming pool pump thing because they're going to go swimming pool pumps will op- operate on pressure, and if it operates on pressure, why why wouldn't a house system work the same way? Yeah, treated water. Yeah, um, from a swimming pool. So yeah. imagine you're, so, you're working with a different level of water. Yeah. Um, secondly. They're still not the best, no. to be fair, but it is just the standard that's used on swimming pools. Yeah. And um, as a result, no, it just doesn't. <laughs> it will fail, yeah. and it will fail when you need it. Um, yeah. And actually talking to that, I've got three of those valves that have failed in mine. I'm desperately trying to get some time with my plumber to be able oh, to man. replace them all. But, um, and, and that's normal because yeah. they're, they're, just, they're just not of the same quality. So, um, it, yeah, so that, that property was like a, an absolute disaster area. Now, mould was the next thing that we talked about on mold, that, yeah. uh, that job. I, I didn't see think, any mould. I no, just saw there water isn't, down. There isn't. And, um, Do they have the AC on still? Well, this is where the discussion went. So he, he was more paranoid about mould than anything else. Uh-huh. Now, the issue that I had was there was water in his ducting and as a result, I didn't want him to initially put the AC on. I wanted him to vent everything. Right. And additionally, knowing the Springs properties kind of as I do, I was a pretty confident that there wasn't water um, in the indoor units of the AC. 
And secondly, um, that there are uh, extractors in each of the bedrooms, okay. uh, sorry, in each of the bathrooms rather, that if you turn those on and one in the kitchen, it would create enough airflow in that initial period that mould shouldn't be an issue. Mm. However, I wanted him then to get somebody to go in 48 hours later to turn on the ACs to act as a dehumidifier to then get the right. dry out process going and quickly. So we're obviously in still some of the summer period now. So as a result, um, it will dry out pretty quickly. But that, assuming that you get the circulation, then the mould should not be an issue in, mm. in that scenario. But you've got to get it bone dry and bone dry quickly. What actually happened was his landlord sent somebody round oh, uh, no. who then turned on all the oh, ACs. Oh, no. Oh, no. And, um, and, uh, and they didn't trip. So okay, he then said, good. oh, does that mean I need to go back and turn them off? I'm like, well, if they haven't tripped... Just don't mess with it. Stay yeah. out the house for a while because you've now got the maximum amount of dehumidifying. Yeah. Wasn't safe, but he's done it anyway. And uh, at this stage, I'll let the whole place dry out for a week and see where you are. Yeah. Um, but like you say, he had hardwood floors down and yeah, that's just done. devastating. They were covered. It was a swimming pool. Oh yeah, it was downstairs and, and upstairs. That matter. But then also the other interesting one is tiles here. Uh, when you put water on tiles, you'd have thought they're designed for it, wouldn't no, you? No. Well, some are and some aren't, <laughs> which is really bizarre, but quite often they will lift yeah. in that situation, which is just, you're like... For goodness sake, it's designed for a swimming pool. Why the heck would that, yeah. would that depends happen? Depends on the grouting, depends yes, on the specific exactly. tile, depends on, on the glazing on top. It's, yes. it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a real, uh, another um, separate area, really. So we, we're going to have to wait and see. But now I feel like we've done everything right that we've minimized considering the situation that we had. So, you know, he is where he is. Is he back in town? No, he's not back till October. Oh, wow. So he's got someone so, just doing, he's doing, watching this unfold from afar. Yeah, on video. Oh, There's nothing oh more no. scary than that, oh, is no. there? But, you know, in that situation, um, we, tr we try to help where we can. He, so when, when we look at this, and we look at this situation, what's the message to any homeowner? What should we be doing when it comes to, A, if we're going away with our water, and B, just with general preparedness yep. to avoid these kind of disasters? And it seems like he was 95 there. I'll give him 60. Oh, 60%. <laughs> yeah. 60. I was being, I was being charitable. No, I give him 60% there to be fair. Oh, okay. The reason being, um, so the start point is if you, if you haven't got somebody staying at your property, turn off the pump, first yeah. of all, depressurize the system yeah. and ideally isolate it at DWA as well. Okay. And that way, it doesn't matter which stage in the process um, that you, you have a leak, you've got it as worked out as you possibly can do. If you depressurize the system and do that both hot and cold, although in effect, if you do cold, yeah. you should, it should cover hot, then it basically means that um, there isn't that pressure on the pipes anymore. Right. And um, you're not really going to get a leak. You're not really going to get a leak. Exactly. Well, if you do, it's going to be a drip. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's only going to go until you've depressurized. So it's only going to go exactly. until it's taken all the water out of the pipe. And then yeah, yeah. You're yeah. Done. So you've minimized your, your yeah. risk. Um, so that's that side of things. The other one, which is, uh, we're not going to get into because we've done it before and we'll probably do it again at some point, is the discussion over ACs. Yeah. And oh my Lord, even our own team, our marketing team came to me with exactly the wrong answer for do I leave <laughs> the ACs on? and uh, how to deal with it. I was like, <laughs> where do you find this garbage? It's absolutely obvious what you do, which is leave your ACs off unless you've got plants, without yeah. a doubt. Leave all your doors open. And you know what? To aid airflow, 
shovel and extractor and you yeah. only probably need one in a house to create enough airflow yeah. as long as you've got every door open except your front door that won't be the best route yeah there we go so 60 percent, he's learned a lesson yeah uh, but which is 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 awful I mean, it's, it's terrible when this happens yeah. um you know i don't mind um i don't mind charging for work that is just needs to be done but when somebody's had a horrific one like that it's uh it feels um awful somehow so so somebody needs to pay for that. So what's going on at your place? Uh, we haven't we haven't talked about you. You had some. You have you got the pool stuff. Yeah, you, I've got loads that I need to get done. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. It's, it's is, is the shed all done? By the way, uh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> where I got to? Okay, was, hold on a second. People, if you've been listening to this podcast, which obviously you have because you're listening right now, and you go back, you will know that there has been an. First, there was the move that that took up. That took a months. long time. Yeah. And then there was the building of the shed and yes. all the different stages. And it has been a slow but but thorough process. And seven, father and seven months, I think. Father in law was involved. He there, was brilliant. There yeah. was a, there was also a stage in there where where Natalie Blesser comes out and takes a look and figures it's maybe a little bit too small. At which point then you were gonna finish it and sell it, and now you're gonna keep it. So but it's not quite done. Well, it, it kind of is and it isn't. <laughs> So the only bit I got basically all of the um, the roofing sheets are on. Um, we've got the uh, protective cover that we had to go to Ras Al Khaimah for. Um, we've Rack. got yeah. Why? Because you can't get uh, like a felt um, stone roofing sheets from Dubai. Really? I know, isn't it weird? But then you think about it, and you go, well, who else would use them apart from on a on a um, here? Yeah. Who else would use them? And they don't. They tile. Okay. So it was a really odd one, but I was specific about what I was after, and thank goodness we had a spare driver one day. I didn't tell Dan. All right, off you go, rack. <laughs> go get me this. So I've got all that on now. The one yeah. thing I haven't done is trim the uh, the edges down fully and okay. put the final wood trims on the corners. I've got these fantastic L section right. um, wood pieces that I've I've treated, but I just haven't managed to get on yet. And you know what? I'm not even going to bother until the um, it cools down a bit, and then it's literally probably about another four hours work to get that finished but the idea is it's waterproof and it's sunproof okay and for me that's good enough at the moment um until we we, we get some more time and better weather yeah just uh we, get, we got an audience yeah. <laughs> well that's good Yay. so things are coming along yes they are so that bit's all fine i've got like i said i've got three valves that are um uh, that are dodgy on the uh the pool pump system uh-huh uh, which all needs sorting. I've also got... No, oh, are, got are, are the valves on the pool pump a lot like batteries where, you know, you're letting them go, letting them go, and, and eventually they're going to fail and you're going to be forced to scramble? Uh, no, not okay. in that way. Uh, the leak, the leaks on those, because they're actually from the valves themselves, because the valves oh, are such poor quality. Yeah. They're leaking. They are leaking, but they are literally at the really early drip stage okay. and have been for like three or four months. Okay. But I've got a new, um, a new gentleman, English gentleman actually, who's now looking after our pool. Nice. And um, I was talking about the cavitation with him and he's like, well, you, didn't you look at your suction lines? I was like, Oh, of course. <laughs> All of those valves are on the suction side, not on the supply. Yeah. So on that basis, that's where my cavitation's coming from. So yeah, I need to get around to it. But the boys are really busy right now. Yeah. So it's one of those that I just need to okay. book some time in yeah. uh, to get done. Uh, also, I've got a really odd one on the pump at the moment, which is oh. um, is going... The pool kind pump. Of the, uh, no, no, the main house pump. Oh, oh, Which oh. is uh, on l- like lower pressure scenarios, it yeah. can no longer distinguish 
easily between on and off. So we're getting an on, off, oh, on, off, which is a- not, the, well, actually, this one is not the traditional failure. Okay. So the traditional weird. failure on this one is that the the uh, the pressure trumpet that sits on top of the yes. pump itself, uh, when that Those fails, yeah, exactly. A and diaphragm you get, in there. Exactly. That's the word I couldn't get to, the diaphragm. A little geyser comes out of the little air hole exactly, on the top. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, haven't got that. Oh. It's just lost off, the ability off, to distinguish. And it's like every 15 or 20 seconds. Oh, that's um, annoying. The, the relative level. As soon as you put the garden hose, which is directly connected to that pump on, absolutely fine. Yeah. So it's just kind so of slightly frustrating at the moment yeah. rather than um, majorly irritating. So is that the pump? That's, no, that's no, the pressure that's, kit. That's the pressure kit. Yeah, yeah. You just need to get a new pressure kit on there. Yeah. But again, it's not protected. I haven't had time to actually get something built to go over the top of it. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So that's that. And then I've got some uh, just odd light failures as well that are not bulbs related. And oh. um, so time to look at transformers and all that kind of stuff. So just lots of little things. And the tiles have driven me up the wall now for a year that Natalie wouldn't let me replace. I just need to get her out of the way. <laughs> and you know what? When I get around to digging a big enough hole, I'll be able to do it and get my tiles sorted. Oh, gee whiz. It's, it's the story of everyone's home, right? At this time of year, people have been away. Yeah. They're, they're getting back. Now school's starting. People are getting back into the work swing of things, whatever that swing is because of our crazy environment that we're in. Yes. And you, st- and, and you start realizing, okay, the things I put off, the things I'd started, all right, now I got to get back to it. And it's, it's like, it's a never ending story. Yes. Because, I mean, as you've just described at your place, you got some pool issues, you got some pump issues, they got yep. some tile issues, you got some light issues. And the longer, you know, they, they start, you start making the checklist. Yes. And then inevitably, new things crop up. Yeah, well, absolutely. Um, but what I tend to find is if I, if I try and get it done in batches, like every three or four months, just get like three or four hours of time, yeah. then I can keep everything kind of under control. Um, but oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, oh. we're going to redo the irrigation system as well, which um, oh. was a, actually was a bad install from us, um, which wasn't oh. very clever. Um, so I'm, we need to put a, a peripheral uh, pipe all the way around the garden so that we supply more effectively further away from the pump. Um, and it's actually yeah, kind of destroyed a few of the trees we've already <laughs> bought, which is a pain. Oh no, um, too much water. Or no, too little. Too little. Oh, yeah, okay. it's a bad, bad design. My boys didn't do the best on that one. So oh. that one goes onto a whiteboard for discussion, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, but it's it's but, uh, a big labour job to do it. Yeah. So I will probably get the labour elsewhere to dig the hole. So my boys, I have the minimum amount of time because we are really busy right now. Yeah. So trying to take time away from paying jobs is not something we like to do. I- irrigation is an interesting thing because, in a, in a sense, it's it's a while it involves water and while it involves plumbing, it is somewhat different. It is. It's very different. Than in-house. Yeah. Um, again, th- see, it, it's the solenoid valves that are involved. So if you imagine when you turn on the irrigation, um, mm. for those people that have got a garden with irrigation, generally speaking, you have different sectors, they call them, um, which go off. And each one of those is is a, um, is just a solenoid valve. And all yeah. of a solenoid valve is an electric open and close mechanism so right. water starts and stops and the reason for those is for the number of spout heads that you need within to water all of your garden if you did all of that at one time you need one heck of a pump to create the pressure needed yeah. for it to work so instead you have these sectors so that it only has 10 maybe um, spray heads to do at one time so you get the spray effect coming right. through your lawn so um, yeah so the, the scenario with that was um, that my boys 
um, decided that because I only needed dripper lines, they could just run the, uh, three dripper sectors round the garden. Yeah. They were wrong. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> you need to do it properly with a big one inch yeah. um, one inch line, and and that's exactly what we will do th- uh, this time around. I, I think so. I've noticed a lot of people doing some work on their irrigation systems because in the morning jog with the dog, I'm seeing lots of irrigation being replaced. Yeah, well, the, the the issue is that the failures are quite dramatic when they happen. Yeah, we've got one that was um, is is just past um, our office on the way home. It's actually coming on to the three one one, so it's a really major highway. Yeah, and there's and a guy's um, Oh man, it's huge, <laughs> absolutely enormous. You know, and literally, it's like driving through a fountain wow. when it happens. And um, highly entertaining, I've got to say, I quite enjoy it. Um, but it's been there now for two weeks. How is that possible? I know, it's nuts, isn't it? Yeah. But, um, you know, it's amazing seeing how different nationalities deal with it. Mm. I, there's people that are driving through it literally at like five kilometres an hour. <laughs> on a, and this is a main road that's designed yeah. for like 80 or 90. Oh, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, it is very bizarre. I, I, I think we're going to wrap up our podcast. For cool. The, for the, but I, I want to... We even stayed on water for we most did, of it. And, and we're going to... You know where we're going to go next week, next week or our next podcast is I want to talk about sealants of all sorts. So around ah. windows, around doors, everywhere, the silicon tape stuff, whatever sealants. Cool. I can go there. But we did stay on water and that was a lot of fun. I got to say, as always, it was the water show with Colin Thomas from Essential Maintenance and we will fix it Dubai. This is the podcast. We'll do it all again real soon. Thanks for joining us. So long for now.